Hey folks, if you like listening to Stumble Through, there's now a way you can support the show. Click the link in the show notes to make a once-off donation through the ACAST supporter feature. There's no ongoing commitment and you can give as little or as much as you'd like. I love making the podcast and I'd like to keep making it. So even if it's just the price of a coffee, every little bit helps. Thanks so much. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and community. I pay my respects to them and their cultures and to elders both past and present. How do you find the time when you can't find pause? A confirmation watch your face is going to open some doors. You do what you gotta do to stumble through. Hello folks and welcome to Stumble Through, the podcast for young Australian adults trying to figure shit out. I'm your host, Paula Arujo. I'm a writer, theatre creator and marketer. I'm a short, round-faced white woman with huge black headphones on and a really cute purple jumper that my mum gave me because she accidentally shrunk it, so... We love a bit of uh, thriftiness. We love that. So this week we are talking about how to understand job ads with Regan Milne. Hey Regan. Hey Paula. How you going? I'm going well. Thank you for asking. You are so welcome. It was definitely not just a formality because it's written into the show notes. <laughs> Such a lie. I have the show notes in front of me. There is no... Oh, wait, there it is. Yep, yeah. right there. No, all yep. right. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're good? That's good. I, I am good. Thank you for asking. And yes, uh, even though it was obligated, I do feel well. Uh, <laughs> Um, can you introduce yourself to the lovely listeners? Uh, my name is Regan Milne. Uh, I do stand-up comedy around the Brisbane area. Um, I'm with the Brisbane area at the moment due to circumstances we are all aware of. <laughs> that which shall not be named. Yes. Uh, I am white, um, tall, kind of lanky, and uh, got longish hair. Mm. Yeah. To put it into perspective how tall Regan is and how short I am, I think I come up to what, like, like... I'm still a head below your armpit. Yeah, you're, you're right in the wrong area for me. Like. <laughs> just at like nipple level, just just there. Yeah, if there was a selling point, it wouldn't be my scent generally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you can catch Regan at a comedy club near you if you're in Brisbane. Uh, <laughs> so what have you stumbled through this week? Uh, I guess uh, stumbling through, I've started a new job. Uh, mm. Yeah, the uh, stand-up comedy wasn't quite an option nowadays. What? Uh, no, yeah. like uh, There isn't like loads of money to be made instantly in stand-up comedy? Oh, yeah, just much better people. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, no. <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, so I started a new job and it's uh, I take emergency response calls. I'm just getting used to that aspect of... Um, you know, being able to handle the difficulty of certain circumstances and, like, being able to then be okay for the next call, you know. Mm. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm getting better at it and it's uh, with that aspect of growing into it and becoming better at it, then there's an aspect that, like, I worry about the humanity. Am I, like, becoming water of a duck's back a bit too much? Um. So, yeah, I'm thinking about that aspect of it and... Stumbling, I guess. But, uh, you know, I think I'll get through it. I think there's worse problems to have than, oh, you're handling a job too well. (laughs) But maybe, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm too good at my job. I'm too good at resetting after helping someone through a traumatic event. Mm. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of trauma, sort of. uh, (laughs) Speaking of segues. Hey, uh, look, job ads. Like, job hunting is not fun. Uh, nothing about the job, pro- the job hunting process or even advertising for a role, I think, is fun. Like, I've been sort of on both ends and no one is enjoying this. Why do we do it? Uh, money. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, like in both aspects. Like, the company, obviously, they 
have a job to do and they require people to do it. So, and it's more profitable when they hire people to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's the vast tax of it. And then the other aspect of, uh, you know, we live in a world which requires us money to function. So Mm -hmm. in both aspects, I mean, that's a very boring sort of answer, but I mean, yeah, it definitely does feel like it when, you know, you're sending these messages out into the void Mm. and the void doesn't talk back. No, now there's, the void hasn't talked back in such a way that now there's this thing called the circle back initiative where people like employers are basically just leaving on the job ad. Oh, we're part of the circle back initiative. So we will respond to everyone, which just means that they'll tell you that you didn't get it, but they won't provide further feedback most of the time. It's it's weirdly happy when you do get a a rejection letter after you've Mm. sent out like 20 or so. And you go, oh, I still exist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I do exist. A human did read that. I got rejected by a human, not oh. a control F. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a lot of optimism I don't have in that circumstances. It's just the fact that they had the respect for the control F. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get more to that later. But I guess the first part of this I thought we would go through is some common phrases that uh, are used in job ads and what they actually mean in practice. All right, so I'll I'll say one and you tell me what you have found that it actually means and we'll discuss. Yeah. Okay. Work hard, play hard. Oh, this 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 has <laughs> there, there's a cultural aspect here where mm. we will work you to the point of alcoholism and then expect you to join us in it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You will get a lot of this it depends on the role as well. Like you will get a lot of this in agencies, um, in stuff. I'm assuming something like maybe it's just the memes, but like finance bros and stuff make me think, you know, work hard, play hard. But it's that kind of culture where you will work in human hours and then be expected to go and get drunk with your work colleagues afterwards. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, the fact that they mention play anywhere in the uh, mm-hmm. sort of job description implies that there, you know, there is a social aspect to this job that's going to be there. And I mean, a lot of people, that is a selling point. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you would like to have a job which there is a social aspect to it and you don't really have any particular interest in having a lot of projects outside of your work, then agency work is great for you because it's varied, it's dynamic, um, you get like a lot of different projects and it's very, very social as well, usually. But uh, I am not an agency person. <laughs> I would like to have a life. Work is work. Thank you. Yeah, this is like the opposite of what the Paula experience wants. Mm. Yeah, the amount of times that, you know, you've been in certain jobs where you're like, look, I I have friends. I picked these ones. Yeah. <laughs> you, I, HR didn't and I don't <laughs> need them to. <laughs> Basically, it's just like, look, I understand that you want everyone to get along, but usually you don't pay to have a friend. Like I'm your employee, not your friend. Please let me go home. (laughs) You can certainly be friendly with the employees and that, but uh, yeah, there's a difference definitely between um, the implied social aspect to this. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's also an element that uh, they may acknowledge that this is a really crushing work schedule, but they will try and reward you in some capacity. And Yeah, so it's it, it depends on what the rest of the job ad says, but you're right, like it's good for some people, not great for others, and it's not necessarily, as all of these things mostly are, like it's not a good or a bad thing, it's just telling you what they mean. Yeah, I think uh, that's a big thing you need to realise with these job ads is that you come with preferences even if you don't realizing it i mean Mm. at the very basic at the start of this you're always thinking money job get out of the house like like the very simplest Mm. ways and but then as soon as you actually are out there and thinking oh well you know you've got two options for jobs then you start Mm. comparing them in different ways and then that's where your personality comes to it a lot and then what they're asking for and how that gels with your personality all right next one fast-paced busy environment oh Look, I think it sort of says its own in the mm. name, fast-paced, busy environment, mm. that they will have a lot of directions to go in at once and no overarching fan, plan on how to get to any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a, you know, you basically be, a, I think, a fireman. Mm. <laughs> there will be multiple fires. Yeah. Yeah, you, you will not have the preactive uh, element of going, oh, I can um, – I'll, I'll solve this and it'll be solved. It's like, no, 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 there's a blaze over there. Get it under control. Not extinguished, Mm. under control enough that something else can burn us. Yeah. And it's like, 
when we say firefighter, we don't mean like there are going to be problems everywhere. Like that's just life, like some greater than others. But when you're a firefighter, it's like there are important things on your to-do list. There are critical things on your to-do list. There are urgent things on your to-do list. And then there's a fire that's in your inbox that's just started, which you have to deal with before anything else. Like this is when they say fast paced, busy environment, they almost always also have something that says able to juggle competing deadlines. And that's what that means. Like there's going to be a lot of competition for your attention. There's going to have to be a lot of executive decisions made on your part, usually on what the priority is, or you're going to have to delegate upwards to confirm what they are. I think uh, that's a big big aspect of that is they may be in a company where their desires aren't dictated in-house. So mm. they're almost a slave to what's happening outside. Like if they were a literal fireman, they don't get to depict how many fires happen on Tuesday. It's a yeah. fast-paced environment because fire's fast and it's happening. Like, yeah, it's a, usually quite a reactive place. And that, depending on how, what else is in that ad, it can also mean there's almost like guaranteed too much work for one person to do. So like <laughs> you are doing the work of 1.5 to 2 people at any given time. Yeah, the, yeah. If you got uh, that sort of um, fast-paced environment and dynamic, yeah, mm. it, like unless it's a really small company, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, there's six people, you're the seventh, and you can't really decide like, hey, you're only HR because that doesn't really make sense in that capacity. That yeah. might make sense, but to, you know, some other companies where it's like they've been around for twenty years at this point. They have an idea of what is and isn't working. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, what what is working is the the paper tape they use to. Picks up all the cracks that are appearing around it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of dynamic, that is the next one. Dynamic environment. So like usually it is preceded or followed by fast paced. But what I found when I was looking into this is a lot of people are saying that dynamic environment doesn't so much relate to the work that you're doing or the role. It relates to the culture. And what I found, I don't know about you, Riggs, is people are quite competitive or like they're high energy and it's sort of like go, go, go ambition, which isn't, you know, good or a bad thing. It just seems to be the way it is. What do you think? I think that's just generally the idea of when you try and be an entrepreneur in business is that you have that mindset. I mean, there's a reason why there's like 40,000 Instagram accounts where they're only on Instagram, but they're trying to be the boss Instagram and they're all <laughs> saying the same platitudes of like, Excel, to expand. Mm, hashtag hustle. <laughs> God. Boss babe. <laughs> so next one on this list is when they say we need a gun, insert role name. We need a guru, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I also found Ninja. Like, we, oh, we, <laughs> yeah, back to like 2010, <laughs> mid 2010s. We need Ninja. We need a legendary. Blah, it's blah, like, blah. A, are, are you skilled in the blade? Like, <laughs> like what exactly are they asking? A master. Like, like, I understand exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to appeal to like a younger demographic, and maybe they are a younger demographic. Mm. But uh, I feel like someone who is in a younger demographic. There's, there's work and then there's play. And I guess it comes back to, you know, work hard, play hard. But it feels like they've took the corporate environment and they've seen what's happening on TikTok. And it's like, you know what? We should tell people the best way to exit a building via TikTok dances. <laughs> and that, that's what it feels like they've done in a job ad. You know, they, they saw something cool and they're trying to do it. And you're like, you, just, oh. you, you, can, you can feel the 40 on them. Oh, shit. It's just like, oh, honey, you tried. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, going back to gun slash guru slash ninja slash legendary. Yeah, look, I feel like for me that screams that you need to be confident or at least be really good at pretending to be. I think, yeah, they do actually want that aspect of it to be your would be the go-to person and mm. that should be described in the rest of the uh, job ad yeah like it, when it, when it's sort of like a you know we want a gun salesman and then it's just like your entry level it's like yeah all right that's okay yeah. all right that's filler yeah next one no two days are the same you're, you're gonna be doing a lot of everyone else's roles yeah a lot of the time yeah like a little gopher like yeah yeah whenever i see this Usually it's either with a small business where, you know, understandably the lines between jobs are blurred at a certain point, like only one person does their job and, you know, you have like teams of one people each, but at the same time, 
everyone has to pitch in and everyone has to, you know, that flows into the next one, which I've got, which is team player, you know, like you're expected to help out and you're going to do things outside of your purview, but you're also going to do like a generalist. It's either that or you're in a big company and saying no two days are the same means you're going to be working across a variety of different departments and projects. And it also could be just the nature of the work. Like if you are in a certain advertising field, like to a degree, like a, yeah, no two days would be the same. You don't do the same ad for Coke every day. Mm. It's a, yeah, that'd be yeah. like, you know, the first week and then afterwards you're doing something else. Yeah, could but, be creative as well. Yeah, it was like well, most of the stuff we're saying, there's a like a little asterisk next to mm. it and it depends. Yeah, oh, <laughs> there's always like this is really, it, it totally depends on the role. I would be a little bit sceptical, I think, if uh, you saw a data entry role where it said no two days are the same. Like, <laughs> Sometimes the fours are sevens. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. <laughs> Next one, uh, team player. Yeah, what do you think, Riggs? Go team. <laughs> I feel uh, like that's such a, a silly thing to say, like, Every, you have to be a team player. That That's part of having a job, isn't it? Like you, you have to work as a team. It, it depends. I feel like some environments, they, they might solo off their work to a degree. Mm. So it's like you come back with a finished product and, okay. you know, you bring it into the project like this. But uh, there'll be other ones where it's, uh, you know, uh, my note for team playing was uh, enjoy meetings. Because <laughs> nothing uh, says team like a huddle. I... A huddle that could have been an email. Um, <laughs> I I find that team play usually means that you're going to be expected to help out with a lot of things outside your role description and not say anything, which, you know, again, if you like being collaborative, great. If you like to be a specialist in your area and it's like, well, that's not my job. That's Dave's job. So why doesn't Dave do it? <laughs> Same for you. Yeah, it's it's one of those annoying things where you definitely, if you do have a very specialised role and the requirement of workload in it, you, you definitely want to be able to uh, pass off unrelated roles. But mm. uh, if you are a team player, you got to, you know, go team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, oh, God, here we go. Ability to work under pressure and with minimal supervision. I think it's the opposite of a team player, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yike. This says... A lot of you're going to be a firefighter to me anyway. Proactive. You're not going to get a lot of training. I think I think uh, the boss has their own work to do. Like uh, mm. like a lot of organisations, maybe you know, if you're a team leader in like a call centre environment, your role is specifically to monitor the lesser people's roles and make mm. sure they're making all the compliances so you can report to the ups. Ups. Yeah. Yeah. So, but. If you're not in that sort of environment, you, you know, you might just be a boss and it's like, look, uh, yeah, you build the interface for this and then, you know, in a week I expect the interface for this to be done. Like, mm. it's just that. Yeah, like no one here can help you. Like, this, this is your job, do your job. Yes, yes. Yeah. A little bit more technical now, pro rata salary. Uh, so, yeah, the, basically you're not going to be working a full week. So in that regard, like this is what you would be working in a full week if this is what you earned, but unfortunately you're not. So, mm. you know, I mean, the simplest way of saying it is like if it's five days a week and it's 50,000, now it's pro rata, you're working three days, that's 30,000. Mm. It's, it's, you know, it, it does sound simple when put like that, but it can get complicated when you're looking for those sort of roles where it's like, oh, my take-home pay needs to be, you know, this to cover my overall expenses. So yeah. you've looked within the guidelines of SEEK, mm. you've got your, you know, 50 to 60,000 and you're looking at it and you're like, fantastic. Oh, I've got so much free time. Hmm. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's just that's just a technical term. What about competitive salary? Yeah, it, it, it might be competitive. It might literally be, but I, I feel like if it is, it should speak to itself a bit. Like mm. the fact that it's drawing attention to it, you know, maybe it is and they're like really trying to highlight it. It's like, look, look at the salary. Look at yeah. The, come on, this is great. We know it's a shit job. Come on, we're, we're <laughs> going to pay you for it. Yeah, they're going to offer you a bit beyond market value. But I think that you really appreciate that. You'll need to know what market value is because, mm. you know, it could just be a buzz term. And if they're saying it's like competitive salary and then offering less than what the market value of that is, mm. that's that's a red flag in itself. Like, yeah. That and of it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good term if it's accurate. Do your research and what they're telling you there tells you so much about their corporate culture that they're not saying. Mm. 
immediately. Okay, well, tell me, tell me more about that. Yeah, if if they think it's like this is a competitive salary and it's like, well, it isn't. It's like you're gonna like what I give you. Mm. Yeah, it's like <laughs> like I I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit like. This is a competitive salary because we can definitely get someone to do it for cheaper. It's like we we understand outsourcing. Like, <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> self starter. Yeah, I think that relates back to the one we just said about the minimal supervision. You're going to need to do what you do. That's yeah. you. You might not even have a manager. You might be like, this is your role. No one's going to supervise you. We're going to expect you to deliver the work on the deadlines, and that's it. Go. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones where if you got like a, hey boss, hey boss, like mm. if you're straight out of uni and there's a lot of, uh, you know, unsureness about it, like mm. self-starter, maybe avoid if you don't have the confidence to sort of go with it. Or, yeah. Because, yeah, I feel like they're expecting maybe something that you don't quite have yet. Yeah, and that's not like a good or a bad thing. Again, it just means a self-starter is probably not going to ask too many questions. They're going to be like, we can do it this way, this way, or this way at the beginning. Go and do it. Deliver. I feel like it's a good idea to sort of, if you know enough, to ask the right questions. Because if you know not enough and you're just asking questions, then that will show through. And it's like, I thought you were a self-starter. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said self-starter, not expert, okay? this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, but, but no, seriously, where's the on button? Like, <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, attention to detail. Yeah, well, I guess it really depends. Are you a forensic accountant? Like mm. that, that seems important there. Mm. But attention to detail, I feel like that's really an indication in some aspects that maybe your boss is going to micromanage you a bit. Mm. They get really annoyed when looking at other people's work and they see mistakes. So mm. I, I guess from the more practical perspective is proofread without the squiggly rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you see like a heart condition and you write here and there's no T, it's like, oh, that's attention to details is important in the medical field. But yeah, if you're writing a menu, that's also important. But I mean, how many times are you going to write a menu at a restaurant? You know, mm. it's detail orientated when you're, you know. Yeah. Okay, it works well under pressure. There will be pressure. Yeah, l- lots of it. <laughs> lots of it. We don't want someone who cries or yeah. at least not. They want them to cry in the bathroom. (laughs) Loudly. You can cry in the bathroom just as long as no one knows. Yes, yes. Like, take take a minute. Mm. Do your own thing. But, yeah, no no crying on the floor. Yeah. (laughs) No, don't cry on the clock. (laughs) Definitely cry on the clock, okay? Fuck capitalism. Get paid for your tears. Yeah, 100%. Just, you know, find a a quiet space indoor. Like, Mm. you know, know, work smarter, not harder. (laughs) Good sense of humour. Are they a comedian? Are they yeah, looking this one for always it? confused me. Like, uh, there will be jokes, uh, how good they are. Like, mm. you, you know, just, just uh, they want someone with brown noses maybe. Um, yeah. Or, or maybe that just depends and goes with the rest of it. Like, if they've got other aspects where it's like, oh, we got a nice, playful, cultural, you know, mm. like young, vibrant, you know, those sort of like hip buzzwords you're like yeah. oh well okay I guess we're all trying to be happy in this sort of thing and then mm. it plays into that sort of aspect yeah it could also be that they're all dicks yeah 100% that's why my first aspect was like <laughs> <laughs> are they hiring a because <laughs> yeah the amount of times I've gone to an interview and been like oh what have you been doing for the last few years and I'm like I've been telling jokes in pubs and it's like that's that's not gonna work like <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay last one salary commensurate with experience I feel like they're willing to take on someone with less experience but they're not gonna pay you yeah I think uh, it relates to another one I've sort of seen growth opportunity like as another, oh. yeah. So it's basically you will be underpaid. Yeah. Because currently your resume sucks. Mm. It's it's one of those ones that goes along with great for a recent grad, good to get your foot in the door. Those things where they're openly telling you if you don't have experience, then that's okay, but you will be paid shit. Yeah, it's, it's a good job for six months don't expect well yeah well hopefully you shouldn't be wanting to be there longer than that because yeah. their salary is showing you that it's that's not that sort of role and yeah i mean obviously there's an aspect to it that she's accurate like mm. you want to make sure that you're getting paid what you're worth but i feel like it's also a negotiation tactic like if you do have a bit of experience in applying for this role because mm. there is a bit of depth to this like, yeah you know it's a bit beyond the growth sort of aspect they're leaving wiggle room none to pay you. So I feel mm. like that's really important. And then 
you got to go in there with the knowledge of what you are worth because they will actively try to undercut you. Yeah, definitely. Which brings us really nicely into the next bit, which is red flags so big that you shouldn't even apply. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to have the floor there, Riggs? Oh, I saw one. As you, you sent me the suggestion, and I saw one the other night. It had in the actual job ad certain letters in capitals. Like, oh. just like must. Oh, God. It, it, they must have this attribute and mm. must in capital letters. And I'm just, just thinking, like, I thought this whole job ad mm. was a requirement. So it seems like that's the only bit that's important. Mm. The rest of it's optional. Like, okay. So it's not just a fun, like, okay, these are our requirements. These are nice to haves. It was like the vibe was. Everything is important. I think that if you're going to play for that ad, obviously the bit they wrote must have it. Mm. <laughs> but yep. uh, I feel like uh, there's also an undertone of if you also got to handle some weird punctuation choices from your <laughs> managers. Mm. Yeah, they'll, they'll write emails where it's, I was perusing. <laughs> <laughs> perusing in... Italics. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, is is this proper workplace oh, <laughs> behavior? Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. So they'll they'll write, and and it feels like a tone. Like I could read the tone of that. You know, I don't want to say Karen, but mm. it almost certainly was mm. like that sort of vibe where yeah, there's someone that had to write that. Someone had to decide this was the best way to advertise that job. And I yeah. feel like that says more about the job than any of the requirements did. Yeah. I'm just going to skip to one, which is when you can tell how upset people are by the previous occupant <laughs> of the role in the job ad. I shit you not. One time I read a job ad for, I think it was admin with some sales aspects or like assisting with sales. And it literally said, no washed up salesman. I was like, what? <laughs> what? And again, there was another one, which is must be able to remember instructions without having to have them in writing or something. It's what? like, what? It's like a no washed up salesman. I mean, that doesn't sound COVID safe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> But it's like, uh, maybe that's just a personal preference. But when I see something like that, I'm like, this just reeks of a, a lack of professionalism and just the, the vibe is just not there. Like, who hurt you? And yeah. obviously the last person. I mean, they must have left for a job where they were getting paid and they were like, I don't appreciate it. Just, just, why do mm. people leave me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of like people leaving, if there's always an open position or like if there's a company that's always hiring for a particular position or like a number of positions high turnover rates aren't usually a good thing definitely check Glassdoor it really depends on the industry and the role if people are always hiring for Christmas casual retail sales like that's different retail sales assistants are quite often a very high turnover role because of the nature of it but yeah what do you think yeah, if they're advertising for an accountant every four months, then mm. yeah, maybe maybe the uh, it's not a bookkeeping issue. Yeah, maybe there's a reason. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, yeah, some some job ads you don't have to read too far into to realize that yeah, there's there's definitely some cultural issues, and it's it's sometimes with the job ads themselves you can tell that there's a disconnect between the people that have written it and the people that will be hiring. You know, maybe maybe the terminology of it's a bit out of date. So it's almost like you're hiring it and they're just using a template which someone else left from ages ago yeah. and they're just sending it out still. And you're just like, I, I, are you sure you guys are still like typewriting stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean where there's, there's that great meme where it's like the guy who created, it was like JavaScript or something, went for a role and they were like, must have 10 years experience. He's like, well, I've only got eight and it's like oh we're looking for 10 it's like i created it it's only eight years old mate like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a beautiful disconnect between like hr and the actual people hiring and yeah my brother he's an electrician he was recently applying for some you know electrician of the mind sort of jobs getting back in that industry and in the room there was the operations manager that would probably be the person that was in charge of him but then the hr was leading it mm. Because it makes sense in a major corporation. I'm making a frowny face at Regan, like, come again? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense in major corporations, like, you know, that, uh, you know, I won't say the ones, but, you know, in the mining industry, mm. that the, the HR is going to do pretty much most of the heavy lifting in that one, you know, and the operations is going to do operations. But, you know, the HR asked a question specific to uh, the pumps mm. and 
he replied and it's like, oh, you just won't be handling that sort of pumps. And then like the operation owner said nothing in the meeting. And then eventually it's like, oh, actually he might have uh, some duties mm. and involve this. Another one is when no experience required is in the job title, like just tread lightly with those. Duh. Yeah, I, I, it really depends. Is there also rich somewhere within that job ad, like run. Uh, yeah, if, if there's no experience required and you're going to get rich from it, then why haven't they? Like, yeah. why are they even letting other people in? It, it's generally you see those sort of ads where it's like you can earn up to like 900 or $3,000. And it's like, oh, that's only three times salary range. That's a crazy amount of variance. Mm. And at that sort of point, you're, like, you're thinking, oh, no, there's there's a lower limit that they haven't mentioned below the nine hundred. Yeah, up to <laughs> <laughs> you could earn up to nine hundred or three thousand dollars. It's like, well, you, you won't earn up to nine. Mm. Like up to nine, like th- that's a pro rata. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, there's there's a, an obvious pro rata in there that they're just not telling you about. There's a lot of jobs that have that kind of vibe where it's usually you're going to be those people who stand in a shopping center asking people to sign up for stuff and you won't get an hourly wage. You will get paid for the number of leads that you get and then you'll get paid incrementally. First, it'll be for the number of leads that you get, you'll get a percentage and then for the number of converted leads and then for the number of leads that like actually complete the process or something. And that's your full wage there. But it's like, just be careful. Some people like thrive in those roles, but yeah, just know what you're getting into. And it's a certain mentality. It's like when people in that industry, it's like, oh, every conversation is a sale. And it's like, yeah, but you don't put that in the salary. Mm. <laughs> like one in 20 is a sale mm. if you're really good and lucky. Like, and then, you know, you pack that into the rest of the day and you're 3,000 maybe one week, but then you got to use that as a buffer for your next like 12. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And then it's, have we talked about you will be paid what you deserve? Oh, yeah. That's a. Uh, That's manipulation run. Just run. Like a, yeah, I feel like they're they're getting paid like you know not what they deserve because what they deserve is minimum wage and they're offering that. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's it's almost putting it back on you. It's like no, 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 you, you, it's your fault for us whipping you. Like, yeah. yeah, well, it's your fault. You're not earning this much. You're not worth it. Just run mm. immediately. And, and and also when you have an ad where they're talking about you know get rich, it's wealth is silent. I've never seen a doctor's job being advertised and it's like get rich now (laughs) get rich now be a doctor be a surgeon it's like do you like money it's like no they're generally patient and caring and that sort of thing like mind you haven't read all doctor ads maybe maybe plastic surgeons that's exactly how they advertise (laughs) i mean i when you said you know rich is silent i was like oh i don't know if we're gonna get into classism here like there's the nouveau riche and that's not known for being silent but I, I get what you mean i've seen like scroll- L- louis vuitton is is like a poor person rich thing like you don't you don't see you know actual wealth wealth being like that they, they buy brands you don't know about because mm. they're trying to talk to people that actually have real money okay. <laughs> this brand is so expensive you don't even know you what would, its name is you wouldn't appreciate it but we don't care for your taste <laughs> Hello, folks. I'm just popping in to let you know that Stumble Through is now hosted on Acast. It's really exciting, and it means that you're going to be hearing some ads on Stumble Through from now on. The ads do help me keep the podcast going, and you can help me and Stumble Through if you wanted to make a once off donation. You can support the podcast through the support the podcast feature. It's just a little link in the show notes, and you can make a once off donation. There's no minimum spend, no strings attached. It's kind of like you're throwing me a coffee once in a while and that would be amazing so if you want to support stumble through click on the support the podcast link in the show notes all right back to the episode last one i would like to draw your attention to an ad which at time of recording is currently still on linkedin so this one i bring up because i feel it's a bit of a red flag when a company puts way like they're asking for way too much in just applying for the job. Now it's one thing to say, please submit your resume and you know, a fun little video or like an example of your work or you know, something that you've already done or something which will take you two, three hours. You know, Bearing in mind that a cover letter will take you, I, I think the fastest I've ever done one is maybe five hours. And that's because I had all of like my examples and stuff prepped from previous cover letters. So I could just shop, change, edit, and then it was done. 
See, I feel like that's where, when I said detail orientated for you earlier, that's where it comes. Oh, yeah, I could smash one of them out in 30 minutes. It's, oh. it's not great, <laughs> but it's applied. Like, it, <laughs> you know, I feel like when you're applying, there should be tears. It's like, obviously, the you know, you got the dream job or the mm. dream situation. It's like, oh, yeah, cool. Put your focus into yeah. it. But, you know, if you've got like a 40 jobs which meet certain criteria, by the 40th one, I'm not putting, no, it's... You know, it's one of those, oh, you know, it's it's, it's good, it's nice. Like mm. sometimes I might even just submit a resume, you know, because worst case scenario is like just do it the rest of it. Like yeah. you can't spend all the time doing all the things. It's I feel like you should just uh, wait it towards the ones you want or are really good opportunities and do the big, you yeah. know, personalised cover letter. But there's, there's diminishing re- returns with that. You know, if you do have a job and you're just cherry picking certain perfect jobs, which elevate you to the next level from yeah. where you are to where you could be then yeah sure that you could spend that time but realistically if you're currently in the job market and unemployed then that sort of level of detail mm. in what you're doing it's not going to be appreciated by the hiring officer as much as the time spent you heck learning the code or something like this yeah, some maybe. other meme like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this example is when they ask you for too much because you know like i said it's, it's one thing to say you know cover letter resume example of work or something this particular one so it's been up for a month still up and it's marked as actively recruiting on linkedin so maybe they've already hired and we just don't know but it says how to apply to apply for this role, please forward your cover letter and resume along with responses to the below tasks to email. Task one, insert below 10 potential social media images and captions that align with our brand aesthetic and consumer interests. Please include a range of lifestyle, fashion and beauty ideas. That's free work. That's exploitation. Like I, I get if they, okay, maybe one or two, you know, this is 10. That's bullshit. Task two, please send us a reel on Instagram explaining why you would like to work for company create the reel via instagram and send it to us via email so that means that they're getting free advertising because to create a reel on instagram you can't download it with sound you're gonna have to then throw it into imovie or something to have it with sound they're getting free advertising from that again what the hell task three explain why are utm links important how we should use them and why we should use them if that were just in and of itself, yeah, I get it. Cool. Like that's sort of the only one that I agree with, honestly. But everything else, there is way too much being asked of you at the initial stage. If they were asking you to do some of these things at the second phase or something, then fine, you know, because that means that they're narrowing it down. They want to see what you can do. I understand to a certain degree that you have to give them an example of what you're going to be like so they can find the best person for the role. But at the first stage, like, this is just fucking ridiculous. And such an arbitrary number too, like 10. Give us 10 social... Are you realistically, after seeing four... No, it's not. It's like- an entire screen. That's that's what it is. Because Instagram grid goes three at a time. So three, six, nine, and then one down the bottom. That's one spare. So they're asking you because it takes about three lines or so on Instagram when you open someone's profile on your phone. You'll see those three rows. So they're asking you to do an entire row for them. That's a lot of content. Do they really not know if they're going to consider you after free? Like, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I just that makes me angry. Yeah, but but you got to admit this is really good capitalism. Yeah, that's <laughs> peak capitalism. That's real good. Next bit is: shall we talk through some ways that we can figure out what the through line is and figuring out what the company or the hirer actually wants so that we can put that in our cover letter. I feel like this is a really good example of like, if you really want a certain job with a company and it's got like a a prospect that's beyond sort of entry level, it pays a little little bit of research because then you'll find that with those sort of companies, like the, you know, medium to larger size enterprises, they'll have their mission statements on websites and, Mm. you know, they'll have their core values and you'll, you'll notice that, the key words trickle down from the top down to the bottom. So you'll have like a, the CEO and say, look, we're, we have a growth period. This company is going to grow in the next three years. And then like the C-level will tell their, you know, operations advisors that will tell their next ones. And then eventually they're, they're trying to hire people with that mindset of like, will you help us grow? And then mm. they're asking you, can you help me provide something that I can show my boss that I'm doing what we're required and Mm. then if you can come in with a cover letter where they've said oh growth a whole bunch of times 
that aligns with what I've said in this uh, this job ad and that aligns with all the mission statements. You've, you're getting us. And mm. then you're speaking towards what the company is doing before you've even stepped through the door, which yeah. is, you know, really important when, the, you know, you're trying to become a new aspect to this company. So it suddenly makes sense that, you know, I'm, I'm already, I get you, I'm part of you. Like, mm. let's, why aren't we all running towards this together already? <laughs> <laughs> why isn't this a cinematic sequence of us running towards each other across a field of golden barley? <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit, they, they build the group, uh, my axe. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, just bringing it in. <laughs> I, there it is. Yeah, you're right. It's finding those keywords and... Sometimes it'll be quite obvious, even just within the job ad. Like I read one recently where they talked about, so this role will exist for this long, but we are hoping to extend it. It depends on the budget. And then they were like, you will be expected to do X, Y, Z. I'm like, that is three different jobs. And then there was something else there that made me think, oh, okay, they're looking for value for money. Like that's what this is. You need to give them the best value for the lowest amount of money. And you also need to like, be quite proactive about it. So when you are doing your application, you need to find those words, as you were saying, Riggs, from their website, from the mission statement, put them in your resume or in your in both probably, both your cover letter and your resume. And then not only do you need to say that you are them, but you need to illustrate them and give them hard facts and figures. That's, I've recently been I was going to say lucky enough to get a lot of feedback about applications that I've sent through and I'm like why is it lucky that people are giving me feedback when I spent the time to apply for them but anyway whatever they're not hiring you that's why it's lucky they yeah. can just be like I found when I'm at the shop and I've got my apple I don't explain to the rest of the apples why I didn't pick them like mm. you know I just enjoy my good apple like, yeah, yeah so. Well, if the apple taps you on the shoulder, it's like, excuse me, I wondered if you'd give me some feedback about XYZ. And I just tell them I'm busy with this <laughs> apple. <laughs> yeah. And watch um, the other shoppers in the aisle walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like hard, hard figures. So it's really important. I found it's really useful to use the STAR method. So uh, situation, task, action, result, and describe that and speak to each of the like key accountabilities and responsibilities. It's also like a, just a good idea. Like if you're going to be in the mindset of I'm going to get a different job or am I now going to upgrade on a certain job? A lot of the key aspects is the key amongst all sort of companies. Like it's a leadership, you know, results orientated. Like you know, there's a lot of like mm. certain ones where you're like, oh, this is comes up a lot. The common one is what's a weakness, you know? Mm, oh, yeah, like we, we all know it's coming, yet we all act like we're surprised every time it's dropped on us. Like we, we should just be a little we bit We all prepared. act all coy, like, oh. Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> Realistically, we should have an idea of how to answer those. And it's mm. like if you do a little bit of Google and just look up the keywords that'll potentially be hit mm. and then you can be like, oh, well, okay, this is how an example of how I communicated. Mm. I made a podcast for three years and then <laughs> you can listen to all the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a bit close to home there, Riggs. Moving on. Um, Do you have anything else to add, like in terms of how we can find the through line or how we can have a look at what people actually want from us when they submit a job ad? I saw a perfect example the other day, and it's really simple, because it was for underground miners in South Australia, and Mm. it was through BHP. Like, so big multinational corporation, you know, real entry level sort of stuff. They mentioned, you know, no experience, but the first three things they wanted related to safety, must have a keen eye for safety. And the third one was like must follow directions, which says, you know, throughout this job could kill you, which is underground mining. 100% no, like Mm. to a degree. They've got aspects in mind to mitigate their risk and to make sure that it's as safe as possible, which involves, you know, you being safe them being safe and following directions, which is why it's the first three things and it makes Mm. sense. And I feel like you can see that in other sort of jobs where they just get down to it. They say exactly what they mean in coming forward. You know, they Mm. they want someone who gets results driven. Mm. So at that point, they want people who will deliver. They have KPIs, you will Mm. be measured, they will be hit. Like it's as simple as that. You can see it through certain jobs and I feel like if you take a second to realise exactly what they're asking, that will tell you. Because at the end of the day, it shouldn't be too complicated with a job aspect. 
they have a position where you got to do a certain task. Mm. That task needs to be done. And yeah. I feel like we can overcomplicate it a lot and there is a lot of jargon in there, but mm. there is a very brass tax. Like accountants need to be able to use, you know, accounting software and yeah. be able to do accounting. Like, yeah. We've got a lot of other jobs where their definitions can be varied in that, but there will be key aspects and key roles within them. And you got to make sure that that's the bit you're hitting. Okay, next one. Tips for uni students, recent grads, or people without much experience or job history? Well, I feel like uh, with uni grads, you do have experience and it's through the education sector. You just got to make sure that you value it more than just line at the top saying, my GPA from X uni was this degree. Like, mm. no, you've done 36 subjects, maybe more. And they've all had a front cover of what you're going to learn this semester. And that front cover is basically like HR ready prep for just inserting your knowledge and skill set into that job. One of the examples is I did a statistics course and the software we had to use for the statistics to submit the assignments, it was part of like the notebook. After I'm done, I've, I now have experience with this software. I'm mm. not completely unknown to this. Like I can use that and I've used it in a group task. Mm. So suddenly I've, I'm starting to tick boxes even though I'm just a uni grad. Yeah. And I feel like you need to really appreciate what they're trying to put out there because a lot of unis, their selling point is like, you know, a real world graduate, <laughs> you know. That's, yeah. And they're trying to do everything they can to get you there by pretty much doing HR-ready prep of what you are valued as to an employee. And it's just got to open it up and be like, oh, oh, there you go. I yeah. Can- Contrary to popular anecdotes, the job of a university is to get you hired. Yeah, depends on the degree. <laughs> <laughs> Sits here with my uh, BCA in theatre. Cool, thanks. No, that's how the art sector going at the moment. Don't ask me. I'm also in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So it's like valuing the things that you've learned at uni. Just copy and paste. Uh, well, don't do all of it, but you know, read it and then copy and paste and make adjustments where necessary, the course overview into your LinkedIn profile. Like break down your degree, detail things like Regan was saying about use this software and then put that software as, you know, something that you know how to use. The other thing that I would say is from my perspective, particularly when it comes to creative things, you've got to make the work yourself first. So create projects for yourself. Even if no one really sees it, if you want to be a journalist or if you want to be a copywriter, then start writing, start a blog, get on Instagram or TikTok and start creating content, do the thing because then you've got a body of work and you're practicing and you are learning as the industry develops. It comes down to whether you are a heavy skill set based sort of yeah. aspect or whether it's a knowledge sort of base because you know if you got your law degree it's the assumption is that you have a knowledge of the law and how to use that aspect and mm. then you'll get the information and be able to reply it so it's you can't really have like a portfolio per se but if you are a writer trying to sell newspaper mm. articles you should have like this is what I can produce and it is a good example of moving forward of what you can yeah. So big examples, if you're in the theatres, then you create a podcast and then <laughs> <laughs> you can show people that you can actually talk. If you produce content, you're regular in that aspect and then suddenly, hey, you can get other jobs from it, which you have in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I, I disagree a little bit about knowledge-based stuff because I have observed that the benchmark, you know, as usual, keeps being raised. So even when it's a knowledge-based thing like law or like accounting or something they want to see that you have applied that in other areas so this might be controversial but if you have the option to do your degree part-time so that you can then take on like an internship on the side or you have the opportunity to work at a not-for-profit and work within that field and that industry for free usually then I'd recommend doing it because it means that not only do you have your qualification, your formal knowledge qualification at the end of your degree, but you've also got people who can vouch for you for like knowing that you can operate in the workplace. You've got work experience. You've, you know, you've got like references as well. I feel like so much of your first big world job is literally like learning office politics 
I feel like to a degree, yes. A lot of that we've come with caveats, so it's, there's there's a lot of factors you need to figure in with that sort of thing. And obviously, the financial viability of you being in uni for three years versus six years, mm. if it's part time, are you able to do still do government benefits related to that? You know, yeah. and your viability of that, and yeah, you're earning less money for a longer period of time while getting up that thing in the hope that you get a slightly better starting point. But mm. realistically, that's just a starting point. My point was mainly towards law and uh, accounting and those. Sort Sort of like where there's societies you need to join, like with engineering, like there's certain yeah you aspects. have to hold that yeah, yeah. You, you can't have like a, I built a bridge and it's like well no you, hmm. you we need to see was that it this out is of Lego like, yeah yeah there's your portfolio aspect is limited in that regard and mm. you know your body of work will come after the qualifications mm. I feel like you to a degree already know the answer of where you lie in that spectrum like mm. you don't need to be explaining to you it's like as a lawyer this is <laughs> <laughs> you need a law degree to defend the innocent like you know I feel like you already know you can't you know pro bono this sort of stuff yeah another tip that I would have is sometimes it can be really overwhelming and a little bit intimidating looking at job ads and this can be for people who've you know got limited experience or for people who've had heaps of experience if you look at the job ad and you think okay well I can't do this role right now but I could easily learn it or that is like going to be quite simple for me to learn either you know on the job or within a a small amount of time when you first start or beforehand then still apply At the end of the day, the only person I feel who really knows how to do that job is the person who's just left it or like the person who's going to be there after six months. The first three months are definitely a learning period. Just because you have that job title doesn't mean you automatically know everything or that people expect you to. It's learning and you just got to be a bit more realistic, I suppose, and kinder to yourself in that aspect. It depends. I mean, are you a gun and uh, no two days are the same ability to work (laughs) under minimal supervision? Maybe three months isn't available to you in that circumstance. Yeah, absolutely. But but I definitely do agree in the aspect that I saw a study saying that women will apply for a role when they meet 100% of the criteria in a Mm. job ad and men will apply 60%. Mm. That's... That's, so we're, we're seeing a job had and we're treating it like a uni degree. Like P's get degrees, <laughs> C's get jobs, mm. like just throw it out there. And to a, to a degree, I agree. I reckon two years experience is the new no years experience. Just try and justify how you got two years doing something similar or similar like and you can think into it. Yeah. If they need work in a team-like environment, I did university team work assignments and they, yeah. they didn't rock up and we managed like <laughs> – yeah. Welcome. You know, you're, you're more prepared than the real world because those people get fired. <laughs> you yeah, don't yeah. carry them through the rest of the degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you have to give credit if you don't have a whole heap of hard skills or a lot of specific experience, then absolutely give credit to your soft skills and your transferable skills and your transferable experience because they do count. I feel like that's where, you know, having an idea of where you are and maybe even shooting for a job which is beyond you Mm. is valuable in the sense that it's still a no, it would have been anyway. But if Mm. it's a yes, then you've suddenly, your five-year plan just got shrunk massively Mm. and all it took was less than five hours of your time if you're just (laughs) treating it as it not like it's going to be a certain guarantee. (laughs) Exactly. All right, tips for more experienced people. So I guess that sort of factors into most other people (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel like at that point you should be looking to increase where you are within a certain industry at that Mm. point and I feel like a big thing then I'm going to bring up a term and just google it afterwards and there's a million articles written it this is BATNA B-A-T-N-A it's like best alternative to negotiated agreement Okay. And the idea is basically that I'm worth 50000 at my current job now. I spend maybe 3000 on getting to work. Maybe there's so much, an element of unpaid labour to it. You know, you factor all that in and then you go, okay, this next job, what do I need ticked mm. to actually improve? Whereas if I'm taking a pay cut, there bloody there better be good reason. Yeah, it's it comes back to I think this idea of identity capital. So if you're going to take a pay cut, then what skill are you gaining from this new job, or what experience are you getting? Are you getting mentorship and 
is it a team that's going to like really go into bat for you so that you can progress? So even though you're getting paid less and you're coming in at a lower level, the progression will be faster than if you stayed in your current role. Like it's it's the identity capital, as you say, like what are you switching out? Yeah, and you'll see it a lot with if you've got a brand name company on your CV, that's worth something. But mm. they became that brand by underplaying their employees all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know... While really in the tech sector, you know, when you get a fang company, which is, you know, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, mm. like the big, big names, they're hard to get jobs. They're obviously mm. the main sought after cutting edge tech companies, but, uh, you know, and they do pay well. But mm. as soon as you got them on the resume, you can find other companies that pay like, oh, you you used to work at Facebook. And mm. then that's an aspect of itself. But uh, yeah, from what I know of like people that have worked for like Coca-Cola and other sort of companies, mm. like, yeah, they're not throwing money at you. Mm. <laughs> they're throwing money at the shareholders. Like. Yeah. But uh, afterwards, you've gotten something from it. And you got to judge within your specific industry and your skill set whether that is worth it. And to a degree, I just don't recommend that often taking pay cuts because unless you're getting something very tangible or you're going in a direction mm. of your career where it is, you're undermining your worth and taking extra years of your life to get mm. to a certain point. And I think that needs to be factored in the long run. I know I definitely did take a pay cut when I left the debt collection, but I also left debt collection. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, exactly. You need to weigh up your specific circumstances and situation so that you can figure out what's best for you. And also you may feel attached to your team and stuff, but at the end of the day, a job is a job and you owe them nothing. Don't think that you owe them any more loyalty than you're contractually obligated to. That company will submit a job description for hiring the new you before your family will write an obituary. <laughs> Don't think that, you know, work hard, play hard. Like mm. some of them might go to your funeral, but it won't be the actual corporation. The actual corporation yeah. will be there on Monday. They're not going to like put a plaque on your desk or something. And I say this because... If you feel conflicted around like, oh, I just feel bad about leaving my team or something. It's like, yeah, you can feel bad about leaving the people behind because you really like them or you know that in the period of your transition, it's not going to like be the best thing for them. But that's not your problem. It's business. <laughs> it's business, babes. Just it's written in the contract. If they mm. wanted someone that wouldn't set the rest of the workplace on fire, they would have written it that way. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was on fire before you left there. It's on fire <laughs> after you leave there. Yeah. Just, just stop imagining that you're the glue that's kept it together. Mm. No, it'll outlast you. Yeah. And like, even if you are the glue that holds it together, it's not your job. That's but, that. That's their problem. Then they should have paid you better. Your glue, not wood. They, they didn't pay for wood. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is time for the Things I've Never Said segment, where we accept anonymous submissions and confessions from our listeners on the topic we discuss. So first submission is, why are you asking these questions which are in the CV I uploaded? Do you think the person who's hiring you is going to take the time to cut and paste from your CV and put it in the right boxes for them? Like, no, no. It, it's 100% understandable why. But mm. I understand when you do it every time, you're like, you're doing the data entry for someone. It's like, can't you just hire another data entrist? And mm. just, and the answer is no, no. They no, can't. they can't. No. no. It's, you, you've <laughs> got to think here about the volume. Like if it's one job, they might have 30 to over 100 applicants. They're not going to sit there and read each CV. They're going to go through and they're going to say, okay, computer, whatever software that this has gone through, show me the ones that meet all three of these requirements. Cool. They go through, everyone else gets an automatic no. Show me the ones that do this, this, and this. Show me the ones that have done this. And then they'll start to go through your actual CV. And if they find no one from that pile, then they might start going back. Yeah. And I feel like your, your font type that you picked in your CV isn't that interesting anyway. Yeah. Like, <laughs> true. <laughs> what, what, what exactly you, did you have that you were missing out on? Like just, we, we took the side of employers. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, look. listeners, submit your answers to this so we can judge them. <laughs> I can't get a job. And it's like, well, here's some more criticism. Yeah, like, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it is shit. We're, we're not denying that it is really, really annoying, but I can't change it. I wish I could, but I can't. You can I can't. <laughs> Next submission is employers that do not remove job ads should be castrated. Whew. Okay. This sounds like it comes from personal experience. Oh, geez. How'd you find out about this? Were you stalking their LinkedIn and you saw the picture at the new get together with the new employee and it's like, oh, they're shaking their hands. Oh, the job I'm applying for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I saw that the LinkedIn ad was still open, but they weren't actively recruiting. And then I noticed that they were just doing a few too many interactions with one account. And I sort of put two and two together. I lied. I've made all of that up. 
<laughs> oh, it's it, it is. It's really, really disheartening, and it's so. Sometimes it's almost like it's shit, but don't be too disheartened when you just get a no and you don't get a conclusive answer because sometimes it's literally they had to put the job ad up because if they receive money from the government, then they are obligated to. Like if they get government funding, they have to advertise the role, even though they've already decided who they're going to pick. And it is so shit and it is so horrible when that happens. And and sometimes they're decent and they let you know that it's happening by Mm. being like the requirements are so specific where it's, oh, you need need to have come third in the local clarinet contest. It's like, (laughs) well, okay, they have someone in mind. But unfortunately, they're not always like that. And you are applying sometimes for jobs which will get filled internally. But, I mean, we can't castrate them all. No. It it assumes a patriarch I don't quite like. Yeah. (laughs) Next one, I think it's all that we really have time for, is what do you want from me? (laughs) (laughs) As illustrated by the previous X number of minutes. Look, I completely agree. There's a whole bunch of times where you'll be in the job and thinking that, Mm. let alone not applying for it. So it's a universal feeling at all aspects. And sometimes just not even jobs, just in your room screaming. Yeah. Whatever deity is your thing. Yeah. It's sometimes like you just, you just don't know. Or sometimes it's like, what do you want from me? Like there's there's too much. What what do you want? My next of kin? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Sometimes it's important. Yeah. But yeah, again, make sure safety is a prerequisite for those jobs. Yeah. To everyone else who sent in submissions, I'm sorry that we didn't get to them. Regan and I will see if we can do some talks about it. Maybe on the Instagram page, we'll do some like responses in writing to those things. Yes, some of them, like one of them in particular, as soon as I read it, I was I was thinking, we need follow-up. I have further I, I, questions. <laughs> yeah, well, I needed more info. Yeah. And I feel like maybe the format needs to be adjusted, that certain questions that if you have them and we could talk back to them, like call in now, listener. Yeah, yeah. it'll be so, well, we'll see what we can do. You and I will brainstorm something and then I'll announce it and then, you know, maybe we can address them at a, a later stage because they are good. It's just, ha. All right, so Regan, to wrap this up, do you have any like final words of wisdom that you wanted to add? Yeah, apply for jobs you don't think you're quite qualified for yet. You know, there might be a bit beyond you because worst case scenario, it's a no. Mm. But sometimes it might be a yes and that might fast track you for a long time. And BATNA, look it up, B-A-T-N-A. There is a lot of articles on it and it is important in not just picking what the right job is, but even negotiating in the job and Going back to that aspect, just knowing what you're worth, because mm. if you don't know, then how do you know it's a good deal or not? And what are you negotiating for? And at some point, if you're not going to put a value on your worth, someone's going to undercut you and you mm. don't know it. Yeah. And look, if in doubt, just literally research what the going rate is for that particular role within your nearest locale. Just have a look. You know, if you feel like, oh, okay, so the going rate for this role is 60K, not including super, that's probably a bit high for my qualifications. Just peg it in at 55, you know, because they can always go, well, actually, we don't have the budget for that. But it is really hard to then go back and say, um, actually, excuse me. <laughs> the worst thing you want is to throw out a thing and they go, all right, and you're like, Ooh. oh, because that means that you're like, oh, fuck, they were prepared for way higher. You, you don't want that feeling because then you're thinking, what if? And if that 3% that you could have negotiated there, that's, that's your next year's wage. Mm. That's your next year raise. Like if you do all your KPIs for a year's time, you've just done what you could have done in a minute and a half. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Almost the final question for you. What would you do if you knew 10,000 people would do the same? I'd give them uh, 10,000 typewriters and write up a good job description. (laughs) (laughs) A bit like that, uh, you know, 10,000 monkeys that could eventually do Shakespeare. Like, I'm not going to aim that high. I'm going (laughs) to get them to write a good job ad. (laughs) So we're we're doing uh, a quantity over quality here. Uh, I I feel like Shakespeare's probably asking too much. Job ad is is feasible. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. Like uh, as soon as you asked it, I always thought to my um, my first reaction on the first mm. podcast the answer I gave there, and uh, it's still the answer. You, you definitely start a cult. You always start a cult. <laughs> Ten thousand people? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's like you, you give five bucks a year, and suddenly you've got like minimum wage. You're not even like using your full cult status at that point. Like five bucks only? Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, that's what I was thinking, but then I said typewriters. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
Where are you going to get the money for your typewriters, Reese? See, they <laughs> all give me five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, all right. Final actual question is, hey, Reese, do you have anything to plug? And where can we find you? Uh, find me on Instagram. I plug some Brisbane shows there. It's a Regan365. That's how many days in a year. That's not how often I gig. But <laughs> <laughs> Depends. You can talk to him and he's often quite funny. So, you know. If you count that as a gig. That'll be on my next poster, Paula. It's like a... He's often, often quite, quite funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Return guest on Stumble Through Podcast. Five stars. Often quite funny. Oh, uh, good. Anyway, thank you so, so much for listening, everyone. Thanks, as always, to Zane at That's Not Canon Productions for producing the show. Graphics are by Claudia Piggott. Music by Jessica Fletcher. Edited by Dominic Guilfoyle, who is in the room with us. Thank you so much, Dom. Yay! If you've stumbled upon us, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It really helps other people find us, and it makes me really happy. So send us a review on Apple. Really helps. You can also find us on Instagram at StumbleThroughPod and Facebook as StumbleThroughPodcast. Until next time, do your best and take care of each other. Chat soon. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.